Sports Talk 97.7. I, I feel like we've sounded more like the edge the last hour of the show. But I, <laughs> but I get it. Like, I, I know it sounds like back in my day, but you know, I'm bringing that up, BC, because tomorrow's National Signing Day, which it is. is all right, did you read the article about signing day and stuff? I mean, just about the recruiting calendar and the changes. Go ahead, tell me about it. So basically, like, obviously we've all talked about how college football is just – we've seen all the coaches trying to leave for the professional ranks. Like, it, it's not great. Uh, but we sit here, especially in season, and some of the different things that were discussed is we sit here in season and these coaches are spending 70, 80 hours a week preparing their teams for games – and rightfully so. Like I'm not sitting here saying they don't make a lot of money. But at the same time, you have these recruiting analysts who their job is to recruit, identify prospects, watch film, whatever, and they can't recruit, though. Like They have to stay on campus. And there was one in there that's like, my son's in high school, and I can't go with him to a high school game because that's against NCAA rules. And you have the other things about how you're recruiting transfer portal year-round, how dead periods aren't dead periods because mm-hmm. you can still text, so you can't you know spend time with your family. And listen, I get it. Like, and, and like I said, like these guys make a lot of money, but like college football, when you compare college football's calendar to the NFL calendar, like. It's not like when the NFL wraps up the Super Bowl, like those guys get a They're lot done. of time off. They're done. Like if they're watching film, it's at home in their own time. But, if I if I could get in the DeLorean, I've mentioned this before. I would get in the DeLorean and I would go back in time to like I don't know nineteen ninety seven, and have college athletics be how it was then. Hell, give me the Jet Terry for Arizona with Miles Simon. Just let me give him a $500 handshake. Oh, there's an envelope after the game. <laughs> Let's run it back. Oh, man. I, we had regional rivalries. Yeah. Things but, made sense. We could see Tech and ULM hate each other. I heard Michael Federico on yesterday, and he talked about uh, playing for a duck call with Tech and ULM baseball. And, like, like that's it's cool. Like, I'm about it. You know, maybe maybe how the little guy survives is we do get back to regional rivalries. Maybe that is the answer. Might be the only way we survive. It might be the only way that happens. Uh, what you got on Bleed Tech Blue tonight? Yeah, we got a lot to get into. Uh, obviously, like you said, National Signing Day tomorrow should be a pretty quiet day for Louisiana Tech. You know that early signing period. Uh, most of the haze in the barn. We'll probably see four to six guys sign for Louisiana Tech. We'll talk about that briefly. Uh, I got Lane Burroughs on at 6.15. Uh, Diamond Dogs are 10 days away from opening their season at home against Northern Colorado. What do we know about Northern Colorado? Uh, I guess they're in the northern part of Colorado. That's that about all I got. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's four-game series, which is challenging. Um, you know, you play doubleheader on Saturday. You kind of really get to test your pitching depth early on. But uh, Kay McGuire joins us at 6.30. Uh, like you said, Dunkin' Dogs got a big home matchup with Western Kentucky. I know you guys... I'll be out there at the Argent hopefully Pavilion. Hopefully come by and see us. Yeah, hopefully I will. Uh, football schedule was released. I uh, don't know if you saw that. Uh, oh, Tex, I did. Tex got four uh, midweek games in the there month of are. October. Uh, it should be a dandy. Uh, then we'll talk a little bit about the NIL collective that Louisiana Tech uh, announced, like we've discussed earlier. And 
I guess, some of the important parts of it uh, in this new era of college athletics. Sounds like a full show. Um, I did see uh, you tweet out earlier, and I don't know if this is a preferred walk-on or it is a scholarship offer, but a player I really like put up huge numbers at his time in high school, Aubrey Hermes. Yeah, he's a preferred walk-on. Yeah, really good high school career. Yeah, a bigger outside receiver, uh, obviously, as a preferred walk-on. Got to come in and kind of earn your way through some things, but uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, You also got uh, Jay Simon, John Simon's son, coming from Calvary as well, so a little Calvary pipeline for Sonny Cook. Not bad to get on the Evangel Calvary pipeline. Um, So tomorrow, we didn't get any signings from Mickey Joseph. uh, Early? You'd understand early. Uh, We will have the Grambling Clash tomorrow. I I think they've got five transfers lined up in Seven verbal commitments so far. I think they'll get more than 12, but that's what I've seen so far. We'll share that tomorrow. Uh, I think ULM is looking to add three more possibly tomorrow, but they will be active again in the spring, I've been told, for more players. And then, obviously, for LSU's perspective, uh, Dominic McKinley, I know that he Terry is... Terry Bussey. He is committed to LSU verbally, but I know Texas A&M hasn't let up. Will McKinley sign on the dotted line? And what will the number one athlete in the country, Terry Bussey, will that be, D.C., five commitments from Texas A&M that LSU was It, it this feels be like Bussey's the, the big name tomorrow across, was it LSU, Georgia, and Texas A&M? A&M? yeah. Wow. So uh, that I think that's at 9 a.m., so that should get taken and, care of pretty early. And even if he doesn't sign with LSU, I've read and heard an awful lot about this young man's character, so – I know it's Good disappointing. Dude. Yeah, when when guy, I think he's been taking care of his well, sister. Hey, yeah, let so. let me say this. Give me some drama. Give me the uh, commitment to one school, but doesn't send in the facts, and it gets we, rowdy later in the day. Do we do that anymore? Heck <laughs> yeah, we do. Hmm. Give me that drama. Okay, let's see. Uh, maybe somebody will jump out of a plane and give a commitment tomorrow. So, <laughs> for BC, for Tabes on Fox, we'll be back tomorrow at three o'clock for another edition of the Company. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. and other people who feel this and people who feel threatened. No, it's all political. It's all political because you have Travis Kelsey is 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 pro-vaccine and he does the Pfizer commercials and Taylor Swift, and you, you could hear Republicans say they're nervous about her being weaponized by Democrats to win the election. It's all political, right? I don't want to end the whole conversation, but that's what it is. And nobody wants to say it, but that's what, it's not guys just sitting at home going, I'm not watching the NFL because they keep showing Taylor Swift on TV and it's ruining my experience. Everybody just wants to dance around what the real reason is. That's the reason. And you know what? We don't talk about it that much because there's no reason to talk about it. People are going to like or not like Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, whoever they want to. But that- To get the rest of what Jason Smith and Mike Harmon said, podcast it by searching The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. And as always, you can hear The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also... Colin Cowherd. He's putting pressure on the Lakers. To do what? 
fire Darvin Ham. They just beat the Celtics and the Knicks. They do a pretty good job of coaching. Make a deal at the trade deadline. The Lakers are exactly what they should be. One game above 500. Right now, they'd be a playing team. They have one absolutely great defensive player, AD. They have one great offensive player, the legend, LeBron James, still an elite scorer and distributor. And then they have a nice third wheel, Austin Reed. They have some length, but they don't have any real great shooters. They're 28th in the NBA in three-point shots. They make 11 a game. That's who they are. Well, Colin, if we had a better coach, Eric Spolstra's got Miami a half game better than the Lakers. Steve Kerr, his team's worse than the Lakers. And those are arguably the two best coaches in the league. This is The Herd. And the story out today. Weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Ben, ben Maller, the big dog. I am the greatest effing clown. Ben Maller, the man with all the answers. And anyone who says otherwise is an absolute idiot. Ben Maller, the after hours specialist. This is the definition of stepping into it. It's the Ben Maller Show. So I've got three stooges, Alanis Morissette, and Jersey Mike. Weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Kaboom! Each week, WWE Friday Night SmackDown is live on Fox. Catch the high-flying superstars as they compete for supremacy in the ring. It's Friday Night SmackDown at 8 Eastern on Fox and the Fox Sports app. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Welcome in, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Chase P. Filling in for Beck Gaines, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Appreciate you joining us on this Tuesday, February 6, 2024. Of course, you can get us on the RejuvaMe hotline or text line. That's 888-993-7762. Restore me, refuel me, RejuvaMe. Uh, a lot to get into uh, in terms of Louisiana Tech athletics tonight. Of course, National Signing Day. Uh, the late signing period is tomorrow. Duncan Dogs continue to play really well in the hardwood. Lane Burroughs will join us talking Diamond Dogs baseball at 6.15. Kane McGuire joins us at 6.30 talking Duncan Dogs hoops, 6.45. Uh, we'll get into the 2024 football schedule. So a lot to get into uh, but it's good to have you in, Chase. Kind of been a while for us. It's been a minute. Uh, last time I was in here was post game SMU, I think. Okay, so back in one. the fall. That yeah. was that was tough. Still no offensive yeah. pass interference call there. Had twelve men on the field on a punt. We did. I, I do remember that when yeah. uh, BC got a little loose about that. You did. Uh, probably got in a little bit of trouble, but it is what it is. And we've we've right. we've grown. Good. good we've good. we've moved on from it. But, but it's but, always a pleasure to fill in for a uh, bye week back. So uh, I appreciate that. Back if you're listening, I know you're not, but uh, we'll, we'll see you next week, pal. So uh, let, let's start with National Signing Day. We're not going to touch on it too much. Uh, of course, Louisiana Tech signed 15 kids in the early signing period, got a lot of their work done. 
Uh, that's kind of become the norm across college football as far as getting it done early. Uh, you look at four commitments here uh, for the late signing period that are expected to sign tomorrow. You got a JUCO defensive back, B.J. Blake, JUCO defensive back, Jordan Miles. Both those kids are from Garden City Community College in Kansas. Uh, then you got Hunter Tipton, a tight end uh, from Northeast Oklahoma A&M Community College. That's a mm-hmm. mouthful right mm-hmm. there, 6'5", mm-hmm. 235. Uh, and then in the last couple of days, Luke Wisham, uh, defensive back from Zachary High School, committed to Louisiana Tech. He had been committed to ULL, obviously Jeff Burris, Comes back to Louisiana Tech after, I believe it's a three-year stint down in Lafayette. I think Wisham, uh, if you're a Ruston High School fan, you might remember him from the Superdome. I think he had a pretty good game from oh, yeah. my understanding. Yeah. And that, that Zachary program, obviously really talented. So those four are for sure set to sign. There's also two additional names. If you want those names, Bleed Tech Blue's just nine ninety five a month. So you can nice. get them there. Shameless plug. Yeah, shameless plug. Uh, real quick, too, I wanted to mention this. Uh, as far as the recruiting rankings go from a team perspective, oh, I want to remind you, transfers. You'll see a lot of these semester schools announcing transfers tomorrow. They've probably already announced all a lot of them as well uh, with kids getting into school at the semester, middle of January. But Louisiana Tech's transfers don't arrive on campus until March, so they'll be announced probably a month from now, maybe five weeks, uh, once they get onto campus. There's some wonky rules as far as if you announce a transfer, he doesn't show up, you lose that scholarship. Mm. So quarter system weird. gets us again. Well, that's one of the negatives of the old quarter system. Loved it as a student, hate it for athletics. Yeah, I've, actually I've talked to some students here that are in school now. They hate the quarter system. I'm like, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. it. Uh, looking at Louisiana Tech, they're ranked third in Conference USA with their 19 commitments. Uh, Liberty's number one, and Middle Tennessee is number two. So uh, another really solid class for Sonny Cumbie and his staff. And, and then, like I said, once you incorporate the transfers, which has kind of become the norm. Oh, I don't have time to watch Clemson, North Carolina right now. <laughs> Uh, once you incorporate the the comprehensive team rankings, which includes high school, junior college, and transfers, Tech's number two in the conference. So, uh, like I said, another really strong class. I believe tomorrow at 11.30 there's a signing day luncheon out at the Davison Athletic Complex uh, for those that are wanting to attend and kind of get some information on these new signees. It, it's become so weird for me, Chase, because, you know, you're obviously all excited about signing day, but with the transfer portal, it's like, will this kid stay here long enough mm, to yeah. get to know him? It's it's a little different. It's changed a lot. Yeah. I don't know how much I like it. I'm just National guy. signing day was just like, I mean, used to be one of my favorite days of the year. And I, it's I couldn't lost even, a lot of its luster. I mean, honestly, before you released what we were talking about tonight, I didn't know National Signing Day was tomorrow. But Now you do. Here we are. Um, all right, so I want to talk about this, too. Uh, briefly, we're going to talk about it at 7 o'clock. Louisiana Tech, uh, I say Louisiana Tech, it's independent of the university, has announced their new NIL collective, their first NIL collective, the Bulldog Community Outreach Collective, which kind of goes along with the name. Obviously, you got to work for some of your money that you earn, right. the, the thought process behind NIL. But... Uh, 
you know, you look at this NIL landscape, and I, I don't know. We've talked a lot about what to make of it as far as I don't know that anybody would necessarily say that it's been great for college athletics. It's changed college athletics, I, I guess is the best way to describe it. But if you don't have a collective, you're obviously behind. Right. And a lot of people, oh, it's three years too late, it's two years too late, whatever. I, I don't know if that's necessarily a quality talking point at this point. The bottom line is Tech has established itself, its collective, and if you want to compete in this landscape, and Talvin Hester talked about it today in his press conference, a, a lot of times we talk about pay-for-play, and in a way it is pay-for-play, if you if that's the way you choose to describe it. But also at the other, t- at the other side of it, I, I do think it provides the fans whether it's us or, you know, you own a local business in town, whatever, it's an opportunity to get to know the student-athletes as well right. on a personal level. Yeah, it was. there were so many – I mean, you go out to eat 10 years ago and you see some athletes, you were scared to death to even just, like, stay at their table too long. You're like, <laughs> yes. is somebody watching me? Do they think I paid for their meal? I mean, it's – Well, uh, and I said this to somebody today. Like, you think about when we were in college. If you hopped in the car with a donor – and he drove you to the tack, that's a violation. Right. But at the same time, that same donor could give $5,000 to athletics. They could turn around and invest that 5000 into you or your team or whatever, and it's not a like the Like, I, I am not big on bashing the NCAA. I, I obviously understand their shortcomings, but when you think about rules like that, like, it is kind of crazy. Some of the rules that right. were, I guess, are still kind yeah. of in place. NIL needed to happen, and it has changed college athletics. I don't love everything that it's done. I just hate that it's still kind of the wild, wild west out there. Like, there's really no regulation. Um, I don't know how you clean it up. I, yeah, it's, it's almost like it's too far gone already. But <laughs> No doubt. All right, uh, let's talk some Dunkin' Dogs. Go out on the road last Thursday. We talked last week about some of the challenges that Tech has had playing at FIU. I think they're 1-5 in, in Miami in the last 10 years. It's uh, tough I'll, to overcome that court. I mean, it hit, That court's brutal. Yeah, uh, it's, It was obviously coupled with the FAU trip, which, you know, Talvin talked about, you know, normally you had that middle day in between where guys go to the beach. you, you got to occupy your players' time some way, somehow, so you can't tie them up in their – hotel rooms and say hey watch them film like that's not what college kids do but it was a quick trip out to miami louisiana tech handled its business 93 53 and i think kane mcguire and we'll have kane on at 6 30 first time in program history that louisiana tech shot 60 percent from the field 50 percent from three and 100 percent from the free throw line like you can argue the most complete offensive game ever yeah i don't you could definitely argue that. I don't know how you would top that. You yeah. know, maybe Kane knows a game that we don't know about, or he can come up with something off the top of his head, but that is pretty impressive. And, and you know, th- this Tech team now 16-6 and six overall, 6-1 and one in league play. They'll obviously host Western Kentucky tomorrow night. That's a 6 p.m. tip at the Thomas Assembly Center. Uh, you know, by, back back up to FIU. FIU lost that game by 40. They came back Saturday and beat Sam Houston State. Without two of their top three scores. Like, I don't know if you could have a more... Yeah. I'm so confused by Sam Houston State. I don't think... I said this, and I they could very well win the league. I don't know if they're that good. Like, 
you look at their six league wins, they've won four of them by five points or less. And you look at Louisiana Tech, four of their six wins have come by double digits or more. So it's like, yes, the the records are similar, but at the same time, it's like, all right, there's a clear difference in terms of dominance in, in the way that you win games. And I, I think you look at some of the metrics in terms of Kim Palm, Louisiana Tech's metrics are significantly better. But I also think, and I think this is a little bit of an underlying storyline within Conference USA, and the coaches aren't ever going to make a huge excuse about it, but the league is so spread out right now. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of UTEP and New Mexico State, they're together. Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee are together. No one else is that close. Right. So the travel, you know, we're used to Thursday, Saturday. You don't get Thursday, Saturday very often. Mm-hmm. Well, you look at this week, Tech plays at home on Wednesday. They travel to Lynchburg to play Liberty on Saturday. And yes, it's only a one-game road trip, which is not bad. But also, there's not much routine to it as well. Yeah, it's just different than what we're used to. Yeah, and and I like I said, I don't think the coaches are going to make a whole huge big deal about not it. Even. But like, th- there is like there's something to be said about a routine. But I also I'll also say this: if you're Talvin Hester and you have the most dominant front court in the league, and Isaiah Crawford and Daniel Bacho, and you're not playing Thursday Saturday, you have more. Wednesday, Saturday, or you have more one-game weeks like we said last week against FIU, you can play Isaiah Crawford for 37 minutes. Yep. And that's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Now, the ramifications could be bad when you get to a conference tournament. It's three and three days. Yeah. That would be my – the kind of – the thing that you can't necessarily plan for. What do they what do they call it in the NBA? Uh, what do they call rest games? Uh, load management. Load management. Yeah. Need some load management yeah. in the conference tournament. <laughs> yeah, not gonna happen. <laughs> hey, we played in the quarterfinal, not playing in the semi, but we'll be back for the final. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, y- y'all get this one without us. Yeah. Uh, Lady Texas drop a heartbreaker at home on Thursday to FIU. It was an FIU team that was five and one. Uh, they fall seventy three seventy one. If I'm not mistaken, I think FIU ended the game on like an 8-0 run in the final minute. That was a game that Brooks' team will be – they'll really hate to see that one get away. Uh, Obviously, they're 2-5 and now in league play. I think three or four of those losses have come by one possession. Yeah, it's – it's hard to say this with the record, but I still think they're trending in the right direction. I do, they, too. They've just lost some. Well, like I that. think it's it's similar to what we saw on the men's side late non-conference play. It's just a, a matter of kind of getting over that hump and kind of getting your confidence back to be able to finish out these. I mean, like I said, you should have won that game Thursday night. And Brooke will tell you that. And she's talked multiple times about how this roster and the group that are playing the minutes, there are times where – they will become a little bit passive on the court as far as letting an opponent kind of dictate what they want to do versus, you know, on tech side, you want to kind of enforce your will. And that that's something that comes with a, a team that, you know, outside of Analar, outside of Salma Bates, a lot of players that are playing big roles for the first time. Right, yeah, it's something they're going to have to learn. But looking at conference play, they've lost two games in overtime and two more games by three points or less. So. Whew. Heartbreaking. Yeah, heartbreaking. All right, let's go ahead. Take our first time out. We come back from the break. The head coach of the Diamond Dogs, Lane Burroughs, will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7.
At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Every day is game day at the dugout in Ruston. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. Make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. And our chicken wings and chicken strips, well, they'll make you feel like an all-star. And you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout 2008 Champions Way in Ruston at the Ruston Sports Complex. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty, something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Chase P. John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's go right to the Rejuvenate Medical Hotline. Joined by the head coach of the Diamond Dogs, Lane Burroughs. Coach, we're 10 days away. How are you? Well, you just got my heart rate up a little bit when you said we're 10 days away, but doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Y'all doing okay? Yeah, we're, we're yes, doing sir. well. Uh, let, let's start out. Obviously, it's a new team. It's a new year. Every team has its own personality, but but you guys do have a lot of older guys that are back. Uh, when you talk about Cole McConnell, Corona's back, McLeod's back, Davis, Bates, AD. There's some older guys on this team. How have you seen some of those guys kind of emerge into leadership roles from the fall and into the early spring well it is look i just i'm a firm believer you can't you can't put a price tag on experience and uh you're talking the guys you just mentioned bc i mean you're looking at four or five six hundred collegiate at bats and you you add in summer ball some of those guys about a thousand at bats they've been in some high leverage situations and have come through for us and uh we are very very experienced offensively uh, and you can uh, you add in a Caston Fur who's a graduate transfer, and a Mike Ballard who's a 
graduate transfer were old uh, offensively. You know, the the thing the, on the pitching side, we don't have a, a a guy on our staff that has a Division One win. But I don't know if that's a bad thing. Look, it's uh, I love our bullpen. I think last year we were talking at this time that was kind of a concern, and I think our bullpen is one of our strengths right now. We got, you know, you throw Bates in there too, and uh, the ability to close out a ball game, not only hit, but uh, close out a ball game, and a Sam Broderson and a uh, Nate Kreider, two guys that can uh, they can close it out too. But you know, your question leadership, uh, it, it's kind of a different club where I just feel like um, it's a very professional approach. I love the way these guys go about their business. It's not a lot of fluff. There's not a lot of rah rah. And they come to work every day, man. They genuinely like each other. They pull for each other, and you know, you're just seeing a collective group of young men who uh you know we hadn't said you're our leader you're our captain i just feel like they've all taken on that role of um hey we're not going to go through what we did last year and this is a winning program and and uh it's been nice to see them uh gel together and see our older guys come together and lead this team yeah that's awesome coach chase p here uh i asked my wife if there's anything she wanted me to ask you you already kind of touched on it she wanted to know how the pitching was looking this year but i'll i'll uh Piggyback off that, do you have a weekend rotation in mind for this four-game series? You going to keep that under wraps until next week? Yeah, you know, that's a great question, and uh, it's that time, right? Uh, probably get through uh, next weekend scrimmages, and then you know we'll probably announce a, a rotation probably by Monday or Tuesday of next week. And uh, the, the beauty is we're playing four games. You know, it's going to be a long weekend of baseball, but a lot of four guys will get an opportunity to start. We don't have a midweek. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, you – Reed Smith's been really good for us. Uh, he went off this summer and worked his tail off. He's come back. His velocity's good. and He's one of the tougher young men on our team. Uh, Turner Swistak's been great. You've seen a center squad uh, transfer from Tennessee. He's been electric. Uh, Caden Copeland's been good. Uh, a young man, uh, Luke Nichols, transferred from Jeff- Jefferson County Community College in Missouri. He's been good. and You know, it- it's one of those things. I think back to we went to uh, Malibu years ago and opened up at Pepperdine. We played four games, and David Leal didn't pitch. And he ended no. up being uh, a midweek guy for us because he didn't even pitch opening weekend. And, you know, he's still pitching professional baseball. So, uh, you know, like we told the team the other day, you know, this is a – opening weekend's always important. It's fun. But, you know, big picture, we want to be playing our best baseball at the end of the year. And I think a lot of guys are going to get an opportunity. I, I can't tell you how proud I am of our pitchers. They took a lot of heat last year. Coach Fouts took some heat, and he has worked his tail off, and we recruited our tails off. And, and uh, just the the way they go about their business, they pitch with conviction, the confidence level of our pitchers um, and our inner squads. And we got older hitters, man, but I'm telling you, our pitchers have, have pretty much dominated us, and, and uh, they, they've been awesome. So, it, you know, there's a, there's a confidence, there's a swagger. I didn't think we had it last year. And even though there's not a lot of names you'll recognize, I think, uh, it's a group that by the end of the year you're going to know a lot of their names and, and they're going to put up good numbers for us. You mentioned that four-game series to open the year. How important is that for you as a coach in non-conference play to really get into that depth of your bullpen just to kind of figure out what you have, what you don't have before conference play? Well, you know, nobody likes doubleheaders except fans. Fans love them because they can stay out there and get after it all day. But uh, it's good early in the year. I think so, BC, just because a lot of guys are going to get opportunities. I mean, you're going to have to pitch a lot of guys, and they're going to get live action, and you're going to thrust guys into games that they probably didn't, you know, otherwise if it was a three-game set. They may not may not pitch, and 
they would be pushed to a midweek. But I just think, and guys will get multiple appearances, I would think, out of the bullpen. It, I like the four-game deal early on. Again, doubleheaders aren't always the funnest, but uh, when, when you're looking at early in the year, you just want to play. And, uh, you know, I, I even wish we had a midweek. The way the schedule fell, we couldn't get one. And, and that's okay. You'll play those four games and, and regroup, see where you are, and then you get ready for a really good Kent State team to come in. And our schedule's tough, man. It's uh, it, it's very challenging. And, uh, again, I, I'm excited about the four games. Because you get to play, hopefully we'll get to play a lot of people. That's that's the goal, get as many people in the game as you can. Uh, in the games, that you know, it's, it's college baseball, so every game's important. You know, you can't you can't come out of the gate and get swept or lose three or four. You would hope not, and uh, it'd be hard to recover from. From it's, uh, you know, I say it all the time. We we develop players, uh, and I think our track record's that. But college baseball is not a developmental league. You don't have the luxury of uh, throwing guys into the fire and allowing them to fail over and over again. So, but yeah, the four games is good because I think it gives us an opportunity to see a lot of players. How excited are you to get Cole McConnell back in the middle of that lineup? Very, you know, he'll miss the opening weekend. Uh, he's still, uh, it was a nine game suspension uh, to start the year, but we went ahead last year when everything went down. He could have played five more games, but we decided to go ahead and shut him down. And, you know, now I'm glad we did because, uh, the NCAA gave us credit for those five games. So instead of nine games, he's going to miss four. So he'll miss the opening weekend and then he'll be good to go after that. He's been, he's been great, man. He, uh, attitude's been awesome. You know, he made an innocent mistake. He wore it like a man. He owned it. Uh, we had his back, and he stayed with us. He didn't go anywhere, and he worked his tail off in the weight room. And, and uh, you know, we got the track man up there now. And if you come out and watch his practice or watch inter-squad, I mean, when he hits the baseball, it's it's 100-plus every time, and it's uh, it's pretty impressive. So, yeah, we're very excited to have a hitter like Cole McConnell. And not only offensively, I mean, he's been unbelievable in center field, running down baseballs, running into the wall. And I think he's on a little bit of a mission, and, you know, I just hope he gets the opportunity to have a great year and, and play at the next level because he, he definitely deserves it. He's that type of player. You've talked a lot, you know, throughout the fall about the freshman class that you guys brought in from a recruiting standpoint. Who are some of those younger names uh, that we might become more accustomed to throughout the spring? Well, I can say unequivocally, I don't want to – you know, hit the gas pedal too hard this year. We're going to pump the brakes a little bit. But I will say this, since I've been the head coach, this is hands down the best freshman class we've had top to bottom. It's not even close. It's uh, it's a really, really good class. Uh, you know, Hudson Gwynn's a young man. He originally committed to Arkansas. Tremendous power. It kind of reminds me of Steel Netterville when he was a freshman. That kind of power. Uh, Colton Coates, another young man from North Mississippi, uh, switch hitting infielder. Uh, you know, throw a name out that y'all are familiar with. And one of the guys in there is, is, uh, is, uh, Mr. Patterson, Kay Patterson. I mean, he's been great. And I'm not just saying that because his cousin's sitting here on this thing, but, uh, he's had a great, he had a great fall. He's been swinging the bat good. And, and, uh, he's been, he's been awesome. Uh, he's been one of our, our bright spots and surprises. And, and, uh, there, you know, there's some arms in there too that uh, I think they'll have an opportunity. But I love our freshman class. Jake Smith's another one. There's a lot of them. I could go on and on. Uh, and Reed Snyder, uh, you know, I won't sit here and rip off every guy's name, and I know I'm going to miss somebody. But it's definitely, you know, here, here's here's the thing. We had Dalton Davis is out right now with a, with a little bit of a, a tweak back, and Corona didn't play this weekend. 
Uh, it's like I told our team, you know, you got a good club and you got depth. We didn't miss a beat, man. I, I thought those, those freshmen, they can play. And, you know, that, that, as a coach, that's a good feeling that you can have injuries or you could have guys that they get sick or they need a day off and you can insert one of those young guys. And I don't, I don't feel like we miss a beat when they get in the ball game. Yeah, that's awesome, coach. Uh, I, the few scrimmages I went to, it was hard to tell who the freshmen were and who the upperclassmen were just on the field. So that's a good problem to have. But, um, you mentioned, uh, some players missing time. If you keep up with the program at all, I'm trying not to say too much, uh, put too much personal information out there. But we know some guys had some surgeries in the off season, but they've all done tremendous with their rehab, thanks to Dan the Man over there. Um, no but is doubt. that is that is and that you. some oh, a little a little bit mostly Dan and those players putting in the work? But um, is that something you preach just from top to bottom when it comes to rehab, study hall, class, just that junkyard dog mentality? Well, no doubt. Look, it's uh, we did. We had, I think, six surgeries in the off season, and and uh, you don't you don't see that too often. And I know you're playing it down, Chase, but you've done a great job. And Dan and uh, our guys have worked their tails off to get back healthy. And yeah, you know, we we mess with our guys. I kind of have a saying: you can't make the club in the tub. Uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll walk through the training room every now and then and ask, them, "What are you doing in here?" They hate when they see me come by the training room. You see them start scrambling, but it's just it's good fun. That's who we are, and. Uh, but our guys, look, and Dan does a good job. You do a great job, our whole athletic training staff. And, and uh, you know, like, you know, with Davis with the tweak back right now, he's busting his butt to get back out there. And, and uh, those guys, you know, the, the, the worst thing a, a young man wants to do is sit on that bench uh, when they're playing and they're competitive. And, and uh, they do everything they can. But you're right from, you know, the classroom. And, and we say it all the time, it all correlates. If, if you take care of business in the classroom and take care of business off the field in the community, it's, probably going to take care of business on the field and the guys that don't probably don't on the field it's uh it all correlates and uh yeah that that's huge for us uh you know taking care of your body uh getting enough sleep and and feeding your body and getting your lifts in and getting your work in and and uh being on the field and being healthy like right now you know i, I i'm on a cohort on tuesday with other coaches and the guy that runs it said today where, where are you guys at and i said Pretty much, I want to put our guys in bubble wrap right now. We don't want anybody to get hurt, no injuries, and we're a week away. But, uh, you know, our training staff, you guys do a tremendous job getting them back on the field. We've talked so much with you about analytics, and obviously you have so much access to spin rate and launch angle and, you know, miles per hour off the bat, all that type of stuff. How do you balance as a coach with your players to not get so ingrained with the analytics and finding that right balance for each guy? Well, it is. That's the world we live in, and I'm old school. You guys know that. But you adapt or die, and I think it's it has its place. Uh, I like it. I like what we're doing. Uh, I think we do a great job of what we can uh, with our program. And, uh, you know, it's the one thing you can't – It's the, the human element of competing, though. You can't, you can't forget about that. And, uh, you know, from lineup construction – you know, I think it helps with that. I mean, we're able to see data now that uh, that tells us, who, you know, where guys hit the ball on the ground, where they hit it in the air, uh, what they do against lefties, what they get do against righties. And I think it helps when you're, when you're constructing a lineup and who can play and where you need to move them around. And those are things that are important. And, uh, you know, it's definitely got a place in our game now. And, and, and we've embraced it. You know, we got TrackMan and a lot of other stuff going on out there. And, and uh, it, you know, Chris Watson does a great job for us, analytics. Uh, and, and our video stuff, and uh, our, our guy. That's look. These kids now, they're raised on that stuff, man. They, but again, 
You know, over and over we tell them it's, you know, there's those blink moments in games where you can't, I want the information up front, give it to me. I don't need a lot during the game, but, uh, you know, there's moments where the, the ability to compete and, you know, you don't know what a young man went through that day. Maybe he had a bad day. Maybe he failed a test. Maybe his girlfriend broke up with him. Maybe his body language isn't good that day. And, you know, you, you, you can't measure that. That's just the human element. So it's a good mix, but I, I think we do a phenomenal job for, uh, a school our size, and, and uh, our guys are into it. We use it, and I think it's uh, any, any way you can get a competitive advantage. And I think really with the shift stuff, man, it, it, it's real, and it works, and, and uh, you've seen it in our inner squads. I mean, we, we play our guys like other teams are going to play them, and, and uh, we've taken more hits away just based on the, the data of where you need to uh, position guys when they're, when they're hitting. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. Obviously, yesterday the Bulldog Community Outreach Collective was announced. Just talk a little bit uh, about how important it is for your program and for Tech Athletics in general uh, to get this collective off the ground. Well, ultra important. Uh, couldn't be more excited about it. Look, at the end of the day, it, 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 we're in the game. you know. And I hope Colton Friends said that the other day, and that was my comment. Uh, when I met with some of the guys about it, and we were going to launch this thing, we got to be in the game. You know, you know, we know who we are. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not. We want to be realistic. But uh, when you're recruiting, and it comes down to, hey, if it's, it's between us and two other schools like us, and they have a collective and we don't, we're probably out. And I think it's important for families to know that 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 uh, we're, we're in it, and we're going to do everything we can to make the experience of of our student athletes the best it can be. And and, uh, you know, our fans are awesome and our, our donors, stakeholders, uh, you know, I think Dr. Henderson's uh, been awesome. He, uh, obviously, I worked with him before. And, you know, obviously, we're, we're a little uncertainty right now. We're trying to find a new AD. But uh, to get that off the ground and, and to just to know that our fans are behind it, and, uh, you know, I think it just says a lot to our student athletes and prospective student athletes that we're in the game and we're not going anywhere. We're going to do everything we can to make sure that, that uh, we have a competitive edge and uh, and we're going to make your experience at louisiana tech as good as it can be awesome stuff coach well we appreciate you taking some time to join us during a busy season and uh looking forward to next friday night absolutely guys appreciate y'all y'all have a good one yes sir you too you too thanks coach lane burrows joining us on the rejuva me hotline let's go ahead and take our next time out we come back kane mcguire louisiana tech basketball sid will join us you're listening to bleed tech blue radio sports talk 97.7 Check out the Courtesy Automotive family with Courtesy Direct. Click it, pick it, then come get it. From our floor to your door, that's Courtesy Direct at buycourtesy.com. Shop 24-7 online or at two lots filled with seven of the leading brands. Chevy, GMC, Buick, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Jeep. The Courtesy Automotive family off I-20, exit 86, north and south of the interstate in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. It's bow time. Ah. Hurry into Bojangles for two scratch-made sizzling sausage biscuits for just four bucks. One bite, and you'll want breakfast for dinner. Good thing we serve breakfast all day, every day. But this isn't just breakfast. It's two for four bucks. So you can get two savory sausages on fluffy buttermilk biscuits. Biscuits made the right way, by hand. Oh, yeah, did we mention they're never frozen? Well, you're probably hungry now, so hurry over to Bojangles. Because this two-for-four deal won't last forever. It's bow time. Ah. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with the Lady Texters. 
Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. At Rejuvame, we specialize in medically monitored hormone replacement therapy, giving you the energy you need for all life's challenges. We can help get your day started. We can help with those long work days, and we can even make your nights longer. Rejuvame, let us be your age-defying clinic. Restore me, refuel me, rejuvenate. You asked for it, we got it. Semaglutide, rejuvenemedical.com. Restore me, refuel me, rejuvenate. Rejuvenemedical.com. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Chase P., John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's go right back to the Rejuvenate Medical Hotline. Joined by Louisiana Tech basketball SID, Kane McGuire. Kane, I know it's a busy time. Thanks for joining us. No problem. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing well. Let's go back. Obviously, Louisiana Tech's won six in a row in conference play, 16-6 and six overall. Uh, that game at FIU on last Thursday night, we, we talked some about, you know, I think Tech was 1-5 in Miami in the last 10 years. Um, and, and I saw your tweet, 60% from the field, 50% from three, 100% at the line for the first time in program history. Uh, I guess it's fair to say best offensive performance in program history? Very possible. Um, it was uh, just seeing it live was just uh... – a little unbelievable, especially, I mean, that first half, in, in particular whenever Talik scores that last 14, in you know, like the last four minutes uh, to give us a 33-point halftime lead. It's just you're sitting there and think, gosh, man, that was that was something beautiful uh, and something that you just uh, you don't see very often. You know, I got to thinking, it's like, when's the last time that we really beat somebody like that on the road? And the only times I could think of was I remember opening the season at Corpus Christi in 19, I think we beat them by 33 in that game. And then there was uh, a game, I think, uh, maybe the 13-14 season, we went to, to Central Arkansas. And I remember Coach White was a nervous wreck about that game when we ended up beating, beating them by 37. So they're, they're definitely rare uh, when it all comes together, and it certainly did Thursday night. All right, I'm glad you brought up Talit because obviously he went off. And you, you've you seen a lot of shooters during your time. Like, what? And I'm not asking you to rank them, but he has to be right up there in terms or in the class of Boykins, Keon McNeil. Like, I mean, 49% from three in conference play. No, he's pure, man. It's just, uh, it, it it looks beautiful coming off his hand. Um, and you think every single shot that he makes is going to go in. I mean, even the, the two that he missed in the second half where, you know, you, you had a, you thought that he had a chance to break the record, which is nine. Um, they sort of rimmed out and, you know, the game got out of hand and we weren't really trying to shoot threes at that point. So he didn't really have a chance to, to try and go for the record. But, I mean, it's, it's pretty. And, you know, it's, it's like you said with, with Boykins and McNeil, I, I put them right there uh, with those two as the best shooters that I've seen in, in Bulldog basketball. Uh, Kane, 
Isaiah Crawford's obviously been around the program for quite some time, so we've got to know him over the last few years. Uh, he's always been very quiet, kind of a gentle leader. Has he gotten any more vocal this year that you can see? Is he still a lead by example, kind of quiet guy? What have you seen there? Yeah, Isaiah is Isaiah. Uh, he is not going to talk much on the, on the court, uh, but, you know, you know, off the court in the locker room, he's one of the funniest guys on the team. To be honest with you, he's uh, he's hysterical. Um, it's just whenever he gets on that court, uh, you can't tell if he's got two points or or if he's got thirty. Uh, he's just got the same mannerisms, and um, I think just the, the consistency that he's shown this year um, has has proven how much he's he's grown this year, um, elevated his game. Um, you know, you can rely on him consistently on the offensive end, and then. Defensively, I think he's one of the, the best defenders in CUSA. You know, I looked up, he's, he's the only player in the country right now that's got at least 45 steals and 35 blocks. And uh, what he does uh, on that side of the floor, you know what you're going to get, but just the consistency of, of what he's been able to do on offense uh, has been the, the most impressive part for me this year. We were talking earlier, and obviously the conference is – in terms of the location, the geography of the conference is a lot different this year, and you're traveling with the team. How much different is it uh, without the normal rhythm Thursday-Saturday games that we've become so accustomed to? It's definitely different. I mean, it's kind of weird. I feel like we're on the road more, which I know we aren't, but it feels that way because odds are you're going to be traveling at least once that week. Mm -hmm. Um, Either you have a split road and home, uh, or you have back-to-back roads, or you just have the one away, and I have a buy. So I feel like we've been doing more traveling in the league, but you know the, the numbers say we we aren't. But uh, that's just how I, how we feel, and um, I think it definitely gives teams more opportunities to win on the road, even though that hasn't been the case. Uh, you know, it's been well documented how uh, CUSA has uh, been the toughest home court advantage in the country of any league, uh, with the home teams being twenty-eight and seven, but. Uh, you, you don't have that many Thursday Saturdays, which was so difficult uh, for all those years. You know, anytime you went on the road and did a Thursday Saturday swing, you were just hoping to get a split. That was your goal yeah. because the odds of winning both was extremely rare. And I mean, you saw that in the case of Sam Houston. They go and win at Western Kentucky on a Thursday, have to go all the way to Miami, Florida, and turn around and play on a Saturday afternoon. And if you watched that game, you could tell that. Uh, they they were running out of gas, so it's just it's it's such a challenge, and uh, the league is so so spread out right now with us only having two bus trips, uh, busting the Sam Houston, and then we bust to Jacksonville State. Pretty much everything else is a flight, so uh, it's it's a challenge for everybody. We've here, I'll go ahead. We we've talked about it a little bit uh, the last couple of weeks, but Devin Reed's really emerged. I think you know, obviously, a top one hundred player out of high school. Uh, we've talked about he, how he's the youngest player on this roster, so you don't necessarily know how many minutes he's going to get, especially early in the year. But it feels like the last couple of weeks uh, he's really growing up on both ends of the floor. No, I totally agree. And I, and I mentioned it in the press conference today. I mean, I think he's one of the reasons why uh, this team has, has made this run as of late is just the emergence of him uh, providing even more depth. Uh, you know, he did get his first start. Uh, this past Thursday, but prior to that, just uh, the energy he was coming off the bench with. Uh, you know, you, you see the accolades of what he did in high school. You know, four-star recruit, signed with LSU, ended up going to Louisville, so you know he's got the talent. Uh, I just think, uh, you know, with the half a season under his belt in this system, 
Um, he's just gotten better and better. And, you know, even watching practice today, there were just, uh, I was constantly hearing, great job, Dev, great job, Dev. You know, it's, it's, he's really starting to figure it out. And, um, it's just got to add to the potency of, uh, of this, uh, roster going down the stretch here. Kane, uh, speaking about travel and a little bit of different, um, circumstances this year, are you going to miss the curtain at Conference USA tournament time? <laughs> No, I say that emphatically. Uh, no, I love the location of Frisco. The yeah. fact that it's uh, it's it's an easy drive. It's it's close to get too far fans. But uh, I'm a basketball traditionalist. I can't wait to have the the basketball tournament in an actual basketball arena setting. Uh, so um, I'm looking forward to that. I know going out to USA Media Day in Huntsville, they are they are super excited to host this thing. I think they're gonna throw all their chips in uh to put on a first class uh, tournament so i'm really looking forward to uh to getting there you know i, I didn't have a clue how big huntsville alabama was it is massive <laughs> um and it was really cool going to see the uh the space center and everything like that so uh, i'm looking forward to it um and of course just looking forward to this ride and hopefully the bulldogs can uh, continue to to perform the way they have been these last few weeks. All right, last question. We'll let you get out of here. Obviously, big home game tomorrow. Western Kentucky comes to town, 6 p.m. tip on ESPN+. Uh, Western Kentucky plays, I believe, the fastest pace in the country offensively. So just talk a little bit about the challenges and how important it is uh, to get a big crowd out to the Thomas Assembly Center. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, Ben, because, you know, it's kind of strength on strength, right? Uh, you got Western Kentucky that wants to get it up and down the floor as fast as possible, averaging about 76 possessions on offense per game, which is number one in the country in adjusted tempo. But on the flip side, uh, we rank number one in the country in two-point field goal percentage defense. So protecting the rim, protecting the paint is what we do, but that's also what Western Kentucky wants to do. So uh, it'll be very interesting to, to see those dynamics play out. I know in this in the series, it's kind of where the home team has, has historically won this battle. Um, since we became CUSA opponents, the home team's 11 and 1. Um, you know, Western hasn't won in the tag since 1998, but that's all history. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, we'll hoop it up tomorrow night, and it'll certainly be an entertaining basketball game. It always is against Western. So I just, it's kind of weird. We only have five more home games left. So um, I really, really hope that the, Bulldog Nation comes out and, and supports this team because they're definitely worth supporting for. It's uh, you know they've said it the last few times after home games. This this team has a chance to do something really special and make history. So if you want to witness that in person, I suggest you come out. Wasn't that a Western Kentucky home game when Appleby went baseline? It was against okay. George Fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I remember that one. That one. I, I had to ask. I knew you'd yeah. remember that man. That was awesome. Everybody so, knows what you're talking about. Yeah, appreciate it, Kane. We'll see you tomorrow night. All right, thanks, fellas. Kane McGuire, Louisiana Tech basketball SID, join us on the Rejuva Me hotline. Uh, you know, you mentioned defense wins championships. Like, it, it's interesting, and I knew Tech was up there in two-point field goal percentage. I didn't know it was number, number one, one in the one country. In the nation, yeah. uh, but if you watch games, I think it's more noticeable on TV than it is, you know, if you're in the actual arena, how many times guards get into the paint and turn around and dribble back out. Right, yep. And Bacho's impact goes so much far beyond just blocking shots. Like, there are guys that don't even want to take shots. And I wouldn't either. And and it'll be interesting to see how Western Kentucky combats it because, like Kane says, 76 possessions a game. I think uh, in terms of the shot clock, I think they're the fourth fastest team. So not only are they running the floor, they're getting shots up and getting after it. So 
Uh, should be a good one tomorrow night at the Thomas Assembly Center. When we come back, we're going to get into the 2024 football schedule. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans. Ready for some romance? The Red Velvet Cake Blizzard Treat is back. Fall in love with the romantic flavors of Red Velvet Cake Pieces, cream cheese icing, and our signature DQ soft serve. This Valentine's Day, get something sweet for someone sweet or treat yourself. Trust us. It'll be love at first bite. Only for a limited time at participating DQ locations where happy tastes good. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. It was a moment. It was a moment that changed my life. We looked down from the chopper and saw the whole area was flooded. At that moment, it really hit me. This is why I joined the guard. People had gone up to the rooftops to escape the rising waters. Talk about intense moments. We had to lower the guides on line some 30 feet down. This is where teamwork and training really paid off. It took steady nerves and steady hands for the chopper pilots to hover like that. No question, guard pilots are the best in the world. I couldn't believe it. I just saved a life. What could be better than serving the people of my hometown? In the National Guard, you serve your community as well as your country while you work or attend college. In return, you gain skills in which you can build a career and receive benefits that can help you pay for college. Learn more about what it means to be a citizen soldier at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard, aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BBC, Chase P, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. I want to thank Lane Burroughs and Kane McGuire for joining us in the previous two segments. Some really good insight into Diamond Dogs baseball and Louisiana Tech basketball. Of course, we're in the heart of basketball season. Baseball season getting ready to crank up. And, oh, yeah, it's time for Judy to release her Conference USA schedule. Chase, did you hear that um, Beck and I ran into Judy at the WKU game last no. year? She's How? standing on the sideline. Yeah. And uh, Beck walked up to her, of course, and uh, just told her that he hoped she was enjoying her time. That's so sweet of Beck. And she, it was about 6 o'clock, and she said it was getting late. So I don't know if she made it through the duration of the game, but uh, I think Tech ended up losing that game by a touchdown, I believe. Uh, but hopefully Judy enjoyed her time. And uh, I get Kane's happy we don't have the curtain in uh, Huntsville. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I assume they have two. Oh, no, I believe they're playing all in the same court, men and women's, but yeah. there's a day off in between. Something like that, yep. Yep. I don't hate it. No, I don't hate, I don't it, hate it. New location. Huntsville's a little further from Ruston. I it think is. It's about seven it's not, hours. Not going to have as much uh, fan travel, but, you know, I, it, I am a traditionalist myself, and it'll feel more like a basketball game at least. I mean, that's yes. the star. Was it that star? Is that yeah, what it was? star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jerry, he just he cooped us yeah, into it. No, we no. couldn't get away. I know. No. By the way, 
you hadn't mentioned our track team. We got some fast sprinters on our track team. We've been well, keeping up with that. We're setting some records. Yep, setting some records. A uh, six six sixty meter, which is like sixty six yards, I think. Okay, so a little further than the little further yards. than the sixty That's yards. Flying. That's flying. Wow, and they're getting a new uh, fence around their track. Big time. So we won't have Ju- Judy walking yep. the track during yep. practice. So that's obviously welcomed. Yep. All right, let's get into this football schedule. Um, in case you're wondering, yes, Tech will play midweek home games through the month of October. Um, last year, I believe Tech lucked out with only having three games that month. They'll have four this year. Two of those at home, two on the road. Three Tuesday ones. Okay. Am I looking at that right? Yes. Yeah. Let's get to that in just a sec. Okay. So you open the year at home against Nichols. That's obviously your FCS opponent, August 31st. I guess the one kind of no, no week zero game this year. I enjoy week zero. Yeah, I didn't hate week zero last yeah. year. And I... Honest, I like the eight o'clock kickoff. Yeah, you know, you leave the kids at the house, kind of enjoy mm-hmm. the game. You know, it's yeah. probably a little selfish, but it's all right. It's what it you is. You can be selfish every now and then. Yeah, have to. Um, week two is a bye week. Uh, Tech does have two bye weeks. Uh, all right, for some reason, it feels like the college football season is longer right now. It, don't most teams have two bye weeks this year because of the different playoffs? Possibly, and, uh, possibly. I feel like I heard. It's that. a good point. So, week two by a week before a road trip out to NC State. Uh, that's the second game, the second road game against NC State in a two-for-one deal. Uh, and I'm going to look it up. Uh, I believe NC State, uh, I know you can't wait for NC State to come to Ruston. So, let me just tell you when NC State's coming to Ruston. It's a dandy. Do you think it actually goes through or is it going to be a Baylor situation? Well, when I tell you that that game is scheduled for 2034, oh, God. it's probably a Baylor situation. Uh, is the NCAA going to be a thing in 2034? Uh, probably not. Uh, NC State will probably be playing in some German league. Battle. Like, who even knows? But that's the second road game. Tech also went there in 2021. Actually played well. They did. Uh, lost by seven, I believe. Right poor, at the end, huh? Yeah, poor Austin Kendall is just Yeah, he like, got hurt right yeah. at the end. He was getting thrown around like yeah. a rag doll. Yeah. Uh, didn't Aaron Allen, he came in at the end. I don't I know just, if he I, threw the last I just knew we not. threw an interception in the end zone to end the to game. end the game. That's yeah. correct. Uh, September 21st is the second home game of the year. Tulsa from the AAC comes to Ruston for a non-conference matchup. Uh, September 28th, you conference Conkle, play. You think Conkle's coming? He might. Probably not, but he might. <laughs> Probably got practice or something. Open right. gym. Yeah. Uh, September 28th, FIU on the road. Uh, Tech lost there back in 2022. Grayson James was the quarterback. Uh, he threw for four yards in Ruston last year, uh, so he's obviously not the starter anymore after that debacle. Uh, Mike McIntyre entering his third year as the head coach of the Panthers. All right, October 10th. So I guess you technically have a bye week the next week. I see that, yeah. Because you don't play the Saturday, which is like the 5th or the 6th. You play the following Thursday, October the 10th. At home against Middle Tennessee, do you know Middle Tennessee's new head coach? I don't. Derek Mason. Okay. Been around the block Mm -hmm. in college sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, Former coach at Vandy just decided he would take the junior high program in comparison to Vandy. Yeah. That's Uh, that's a game that Tech needs to win, if I'm being honest. Golly, yeah. I feel like, mm, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, you got to win your home games in conference play. You do. 
October the 15th. So this is the... Five days later. Yeah, and we saw this last year, I believe. It yeah. was New Mexico... It might have been New Mexico State and Middle, Thursday, Tuesday. And the second one was a road trip, similar to this one. Correct. Well, how did this happen again? Okay. I, there's a lot of questions surrounding that. And I understand that the conference doesn't necessarily... Um, get to dictate what TV wants to dictate, but like, and, and listen, Thursday to Tuesday is the same as Saturday to Thursday. But like, if you're playing midweek games, like, can't you avoid it or try to? I would think so. It, we were we were Western Kentucky at home on a Thursday last year, and then traveled to middle. Middle, okay. Tuesday. So that was the th- and listen, it, you lost a heartbreaker to Western, and I'm not going to say that caused you to lose middle, but like, it's a tough, quick turnaround. A heartbreaker that you had to dig yourself out of the grave for. Was it like 28 nothing? Yeah, half, half, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, a, it was a kind of out of hand. So October 15th, you travel to New Mexico State. They'll also have a new coach. Then you then you come back home the following Tuesday at home against a new coach in UTEP with Scotty Walden. We remember Scotty from his days at Southern Miss. He's crazy. Well, oh, that, but I think he'll that was the well. young guy? Yeah. Uh, when, it was cheerleader on the sideline. Yeah, when Abear caught that touchdown. In yes, the, the COVID year. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I think they fired Jay Hobson like one game into the year, and mm. it's like Southern Miss, like you don't do this in the yeah. G five, but they did it. Mm. Uh, so Walden's the new head coach out of UTEP, comes over from UTEP or from Austin P. Excuse me, in the FCS ranks. Uh, UTEP has uh, seemingly made some progress on the recruiting trail. I've seen a lot of stuff about UTEP and recruiting, so I'm just going to say that Walden's done decent. Right, it has yeah. to be a tough place to recruit. Didn't they get like a really good tight end or something? Probably. Four-star, maybe? Probably. Probably. UTEP. <laughs> who, want, who doesn't want to play in El Paso at the Sun Bowl? Uh, the following Tuesday, October the 29th, Tech will travel to Sam Houston looking for a little revenge. Oof. That was a tough homecoming loss last year. Bearcats against the, with the K. Yes. Uh, they do have a track around their stadium. Oh, Kind of like the Bearcats with the C. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> Similar to a high school look. Yeah. Uh, I know Sam Houston is obviously looking to have uh, more success. I-, I felt last year they kind of gained their footing a little bit towards the latter part of the year. Uh, that was a team that redshirted a ton of players in 2022 in anticipation of their transition in 2023 kind of took them a while to get their feet under them. It was kind of smart, though. Didn't know they did that. Yes, and I believe Kennesaw State is doing the same thing. Or did the same thing. Um, Kennesaw State, I'm going to get to this in a sec. I'll get to Kennesaw State in a sec. Uh, so you don't, uh, October 29th, you play at Sam Houston. November the 2nd, you don't play. So that's essentially another bye week before you play a homecoming game on the ninth against Jacksonville State, Rich Rod. Then you travel to perhaps your toughest conference game at Western Kentucky. T.J. Finley's transferred out there. Uh, obviously started his career at LSU, played at Auburn, played at Texas State. Now he's at WKU. Goodness gracious. Yeah, it's like a merry-go-round. Yeah. Yeah, he's just taking whoever can get. And listen, had a good year at Texas State. Yeah. So uh, that'll be a tough matchup. Then you get... Arkansas on the 23rd, that's before Thanksgiving, and then the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Mm, hate a home game on Saturday. Hate it. It's never well attended. Um, I think understandably so. Uh, but if I'm being honest, students, sorry to take a shot at you, don't necessarily show up too much anyways. Yeah, it's not that big of a difference. Yeah, I mean, not a huge deal. But I wanted to mention this. So Bill Connolly, 
uh, with ESPN always releases his returning production for 2024. Tech comes in, and this is, you know, you look ahead to 2024, there's a lot of moving pieces with the transfer portal. I think a lot, most teams have 30 to 40 new players. Some, you know, you look at ULM with Bryant Vincent this year, they'll probably have 50 new mm-hmm. players. Uh, that kind of happens in a coaching turnover situation. Tech ranks 121 out of 134 in Division One when it comes to returning production. That's the least amount of returning production in Conference USA. Uh, 105th in offensive production, 125th in defensive. So, And the defensive side of the ball, I think that's understandable too. New defensive coordinator Jeremiah Johnson – I think we all understand, like, if the defense is going to be good, like, they're going to have to jail. Like, yeah. it's not like they were anything to write home about the last couple of years. Yeah. I know that stat doesn't sound good, but I don't really care about it. Yeah, it, mean, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I think, it, like I said, it's understandable, and it makes sense Yeah, as far as wanting to get some new personnel in there. Uh, it, closest in terms of conference mates, UTEP and Middle Tennessee rank at 112-113. So, takes 121. Kennesaw State in returning production seventh nationally. Mm. So, mm. listen, I'm not sitting here telling you Kennesaw is going to win the league, but you play in the last game of the regular season, and you would think by that point in the year, they're going to be as good as they can possibly be this year against FBS competition. Uh, and then Jacksonville State, I don't think this is good news for the league. They rank 29th in returning production. Wow. So Rich Rod was really good in the transition year. Outside of yep. the quarterback Zion Webb moving on, they return a lot of talent. Now, if you're looking at, you know, there, there's all different ways to evaluate schedules and scheduling quirks and things that you like, things that you don't like. One advantage that Tech gets is you avoid Liberty this year. That's good. I don't think anybody's going to complain about that. Obviously, Caden Salter did go in the portal, removed himself from the portal. Uh, so he'll be back at quarterback for Liberty, uh, and their eyes are on one thing. Like, it's a 12-team playoff in 2024, and Liberty wants a seat at the table. Yep. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you they can't get there because right. they've proven that they are definitely good enough. So let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. Let's get into discussing Louisiana Tech's new NIL collective, the Bulldog Community Outreach. You're listening to Blue Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Tech fans, get ready for a first look at this year's Bulldog football signing class with a lunchtime National Signing Day event on Wednesday, February 7th, beginning at 11.45 a.m. in the Davison Athletic Complex. This is an excellent opportunity for fans to hear from Coach Cumby as he highlights the current 15-player class and takes an in-depth look at the new signees. Individual tickets for the event are $35 per person. Interested in bringing some friends? Fans can purchase a table for $350, which will also seat you with a Bulldog coaching staff member and a current player. To purchase your tickets or for more information, visit LaTexSports.com slash NSD24 
or call the Louisiana Tech Athletic Club at 318-255-7950. That's 318-255-7950. So clear your calendar and make lunch plans, Bulldogs, on Wednesday, February 7th at 1145 a.m. Visit com slash NSD24 or call 318-255-7950. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Chase P, John Tabor. As we see Clemson have a nine-point lead over my Tar Heels at the break. Uh, oh, they, they did get it under 10. I wasn't looking. Oh, huge comeback. That's, 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 that's a part of the way. See, I just got to get there. I just need a 16-point win in the second half. That's all we need. All you need. That's, that's asking happen. a lot. Tapes, they're number be- four team in the nation. You, you, you better heads on the live bet there in the next break. I uh, might should. Might do it, Tapes. But probably don't want to lose any more money, if I'm being honest. Mm. All right. Came out, believe, on well, originally announced on Friday at the first pitch banquet about Louisiana Tech's new NIL collective. Uh, I don't know if it's the most accurate depiction to say Louisiana Tech's NIL collective since they're separate entities from the university. Yeah, but we know what that means. Yeah. Mm. We, we know what it's going to be used for, yeah. Uh, so, Monday, yesterday, it was officially announced Bulldog Community Outreach NIL Collective for Louisiana Tech was officially announced. So, about the Bulldog Community Outreach, this is from Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech Athletics has a rich tradition of success with the ever-changing landscape of intercollegiate athletics. It's become evident that additional support is needed to assist with name, image, and likeness and provide the program of your choice with the resources necessary to compete and excel in this new era of college athletics. In order for Louisiana Tech to compete in NIL and fairly compensate La Tech student-athletes for their publicity rights, it is necessary to pool and harness the collective resources of the alumni and supporters of La Tech and its alumni-related businesses. As a result... Bulldog Community Outreach Incorporated has been created as the collective of Louisiana Tech Athletics to support La Tech student-athletes seeking to monetize the use of their name, image, and likeness. I think this is great. Uh, We've talked about, and we talked a little bit about it earlier in the open, about the negatives surrounding NIL. But I think Talvin Hester stated it perfectly. If you want to compete in this era of athletics, you have to compete in the NIL area. And if you don't, you'll ultimately get left behind. 
I talked to some folks earlier this week, or I guess it was late last week, about collectives in different areas of Conference USA. And I think we can all understand and probably agree that Liberty probably has the most active NIL program. That's, I mean, their budget's probably double what most schools have. Right. But I will say this. UTEP's men's basketball program has a collective that doles out $300,000 a year. Impressive. Very impressive. Now, UTEP historically is a good basketball program. Right. And so that gives you a little bit of insight as far as the investment that it takes to compete. Mm -hmm. And I think that I held the opinion, and you might agree, you might disagree. When NIL was first launched, I think my understanding was like, all right, you know, who's got some value at this school? Who's got value at that school? How much would you pay for this autograph? How many times would this guy sell his jersey? Whatever. Obviously, NIL's tremendously different. Oh, yeah. Like, the idea, and I don't know if the NCAA had fully grasped the idea that these collectives would be launched. Because very Will Campbell plays left tackle at LSU. Monroe kid played at Neville. Uh, I think it's Creed and Creed. I believe is that the commercial. I think so. Yeah. I see it all the time locally. He's on a Creed and Creed commercial. Right. To me, that's the true meaning of NIL. I agree. But these collectives, Ole Miss, Ohio State, Oklahoma. I think Florida State's had a lot of success in the transfer portal. You couldn't give us another O school there? Oregon. Thank you. Um, I, I think their idea of NIL is we're going to offer so-and-so recruit this amount of money, and he's going to choose our school over the other three or four schools that are competing for his services. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think, and I get back to Louisiana Tech, and obviously Tech's on an entirely different monetary value in terms of probably what they're going to be able to produce with their collective. But Tech had to get in the game. Yes. And Lane Burroughs mentioned that, like, when you're on the recruiting trail and you can tell a kid that you're in the game, it's huge. Yeah. I I get that on message boards like Bleed Tech Blue. It breeds too much negativity sometimes because people feel brave behind the keyboard, whatever. But the the... The comment that this is, oh, well, two years too late, whatever, like, give me a break. We have one. It's headed in it's the right now. direction. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, like you said, Burrow said, like, if you, you go on the recruiting trail and a parent or a athlete asks if you have a collective or if you have a plan for NIL, or, no, we're working on it. That sounds not great. A whole lot different than saying yes. Yes, we have one. Yeah. Yes, I agree. And I think in terms of a collective – I don't think that Louisiana Tech's going to necessarily use it as a recruiting tool. as And I'm not even saying that they should. I'm, and I'm trying to be careful about how I'm wording this. I think it's more of a retaining players. Now, Trey Harris, for example. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. Louisiana Tech going to be able to compete with Ole Miss in terms of what Ole Miss probably offered him? Because he's the kind of premier example for Tech. Right. Probably not. No. But there are other avenues and there are other areas of your roster that it can be extremely beneficial. Mm -hmm. 
I'll be interested to see how it all plays out. I think, like I said, I think this is a very huge positive, for, and I hope it has a tremendous amount of success. And I think, too, and Talvin Hester, and I keep alluding to him in reference to this because we had a press conference with him and got a chance to ask him about it. I think it can be in, invaluable for your local business. If you own a business in town, and you don't necessarily have to be in Ruston or West Monroe. You could be in Shreveport or you know, if you have a player from your hometown in Dallas, right? Yep. I think it can be beneficial to you, and especially saying something like that. If you have a guy from Tyler, Texas, that's going yes. to play for Louisiana Tech, used to, and I'm not saying this bad about Louisiana Tech specifically, but this is for every university. If you give to LTAC or TAF or the other programs like that that are in conjunction with the school, you can't really say, Dictate "Here's a thousand dollars." please give this to the baseball program. Yes. But with the collective, you can, which is appealing to a lot of people. And, and that's an important note. The Bulldog, I want to make sure I announce it, Bulldog <laughs> Community Outreach, mm-hmm. there are 12 different accounts for all sports on campus to where if you want to give $500 to basketball or football or baseball or softball or soccer or tennis, bowling, like you can give the money exactly where you want that money to go. And like you said, I think that and studies show that a lot of people that give to NIL collectives aren't necessarily huge donors to the university for that reason that you mentioned. Yep. They want to know where their money is yeah, going. It's burned people before. Yes, and they want to see the value in that specific program, whichever one they're a fan of, whether they're an alum or whether they became a bandwagon fan because they love Speedy Smith and he was from St. Petersburg, Florida, and They've followed La Tech basketball since there, whatever sport it is. And I think if you're out there trying to decide, do I want to give money here, do I want to give money there, I don't think that you have to give $500 a month. You don't have to give a $2,000 one-time donation. Like, if you could give $10 a month, like, I think that's welcome. Yep. Because I think, and, you know, you talk about some of these different fundraisers and, like, We've seen the happening in Monroe that Louisiana Tech held for years. We've seen the different stops that they do across the, you know, Baton Rouge, Houston, Dallas, Shreveport, wherever. I think some of these fundraisers are going to be great opportunities for Louisiana Tech to raise some money for their student-athletes. And most importantly, in an era where the transfer portal is so popular, you have a chance as a fan to get to know these guys. Right. Because the rules like, and regulations are a little more relaxed now. A little more relaxed. And, you know, we talk about Isaiah Crawford a lot. Not a lot of guys stick around for five, six years anymore. Like, that's a guy, from my point of view, like, I want to know Isaiah Crawford. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I love that guy. I think that the Bulldog community outreach is going to be tremendous for tech athletics. I hope it has a tremendous amount of success. If you have any questions about it, you can. Text the show, obviously, Rejuvenate Hotline, text line, 888-993-7762. we got a lot of information about it on bleedtechblue.com as well. That's just nine ninety five a month. But uh, number one, first and foremost for me, I just hope it has a lot of success and that all the coaches across campus can, and you talk about pay for play, but help themselves put together a more competitive product on the field. Right, yep. It's it's exciting. It's a step in the right direction. Um I'm hoping people buy into it. So no we'll, doubt. We'll Let's go ahead and take our final time out. We come back, we'll put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7.
Hey, Tech fans, coming in town to watch the dogs play? We'll stay with the whole family at a fully furnished home in Ruston, Monroe, or one of our area Great Lakes. For more information, go to staywithsouthern.com. That is staywithsouthern.com. And Bleed Tech Blue listeners, listen up because this offer is just for you. BTB listeners, use code BTB24. That's BTB24 for 10% off any and all stays. Again, staywithsouthern.com. At RejuvaMe, we specialize in medically monitored hormone replacement therapy, giving you the energy you need for all life's challenges. We can help get your day started. We can help with those long work days, and we can even make your nights longer. RejuvaMe, let us be your age-defying clinic. Restore me, refuel me, rejuvenate. You asked for it, we got it. Semaglutide, rejuvenemedical.com. Restore me, refuel me, rejuvenate. Rejuvenemedical.com. As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we put a bow on on this Tuesday, February 6th. Appreciate you listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Of course, quick programming reminder. In case you have been listening lately, we will be going throughout the duration of baseball season. Hey, now. Obviously, midweek games will throw us off a couple of weeks. Uh, but I think we got 10 additional shows. So I think tonight, maybe next week, would have been our last show of the season. But we're excited to tack 10 more shows on this year and uh, cover you throughout basket, or excuse me, basketball season through the middle of March, into March, into baseball season. Of course, softball season with Josh Taylor starts up on Saturday. They, Double, doubleheader on Saturday, I believe. Yes, they host St. Louis. Uh, I know Coach Taylor's excited to get this thing going. Uh, they got some high hopes. I think they were picked fourth in the preseason. We, of course, had Coach Taylor on last week. So uh, excited for Tech Baseball, Tech Softball throughout the duration of Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Uh, Want to remind you of this. We got Lady Texters on the road tomorrow night at Western Kentucky. That's a 6.30 p.m. tip. That game will be on ESPN+. Plus. The men will be at home tomorrow night. Uh, that is a 6 p.m. tip on ESPN+. Plus. Correct. Uh don't think you should watch it at home. I mm, think you should, should come. be in the tack. Need a good crowd. Um, Saturday, ladies are at home. Don't know what time they tip. I believe, I want to say it's at one or two. I'm sure it's an afternoon game. Liberty's probably 
itching at the bit to get back to beautiful Lynchburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Tex will try to avenge an earlier road loss to the Flames. What time's that game on Saturday? We got a 2 p.m. tip. Okay, that game will be on ESPN Plus. I'm sure our boy Lynn Rollins will have the call on Saturday. Taves will be watching. Uh, the men will be on the road Saturday night at Liberty, 7 p.m. Uh, it's a really good basketball game between those two earlier. Man, that was a good one. Yeah, 80-76 Tech win in overtime. So that's kind of the landscape in terms of basketball this weekend, or this weekend into the weekend. Uh, in case you haven't heard, Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. We got the Chiefs, we got the Niners. Taves, we're going around the room. Who you got, buddy? Mm, I'm thinking 23-20 Kansas City. Oh, LeJarrius mm. Sneed gets his second ring. Okay. Of course, that's our local connection. Right. Trent Taylor doesn't play for the Niners anymore. Mm-mm. Neither does Quentin Patton. Quentin Patton's gone, yeah. Tim Rattay's gone, too. Yep. Been a minute. It's been a minute for Rattay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, Chase, who you got? Man, I was heavy Chiefs at first, but my heart's kind of changing. Um, I'll be honest, I'm pulling for the Niners. I mean, I'm pulling for the Niners as well, but I, I think... Uh, i got to ask you this first. Okay, go ahead. We talked about it earlier on the sports company. Does anybody have a worse camp or group around them than Patrick Mahomes? Like, he seems like the greatest guy, but his wife's a moron, his brother's an idiot, and dad can't get it together. Yeah, I... Mm. That's a good point. I don't know. I mean, that's tough. He struggles. How, yeah, how's I mean? He seems like he's got a pretty good head on his shoulders. Is, is it that they're any worse, or that they're just out in full frontal view of the entire Everybody. world? Good point. Good Possible point. because we all we've all got our we do. Our families. Golly, you're getting too old and mature for me. But we're also not all MVP I don't know about uh, the mature part. caliber NFL players either. So. Yes, we we are. We are. BC did strike out Aaron Judge. All right, Tapes. We'll hear enough about that tomorrow morning. It's true. <laughs> uh, back to my uh, 27-24 Niners. They send out, what's his name, Moody. He's been yep. struggling. <laughs> yeah, he's been struggling. So they're going to be sweating. It's a little but, dicey. But he's going to kick a game. Did y'all see the stuff? 27-24, they're going to have to send him out twice. Now, granted, yep. I got, somehow I came up with 23-20, to 20, so I guess that'd be twice, yeah. too. Yeah. Or three times. 14 and three field goals. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had a loss. You had a loss. Yeah, I got two. Oh, you're trusting Butker. Yeah, Did absolutely. y'all see that uh, San Francisco's real pissed about practicing at UNLV? Said that the no. the standards aren't up. So so 49ers are at UNLV. Kansas City's getting to practice in the Raiders Stadium. Like, I'll be honest. Like, 49ers kind of got a raw deal. Like, I yep. doubt Barry Odom's setting them up too much at UNLV. It was the 49ers that's – yeah, I mean. They're complaining about it. This just adds into the. You're saying uh, Barry Odom's going back to the old Missouri, yeah, roots and yeah. And I also saw that uh, Kyle Shanahan was out. Uh, was it media day last night or something? Shanahan seemed like he had had a couple brewskis before he walked out Why there, not? slurring his words a little bit, uh, talking about how when Purdy first got to 49ers camp, he thought he was the best quarterback from the get go. Oh, and wow. I'm like, mm. he said GM that. thought he was a little crazy. I'm like, well, John Lynch is. Yeah, I don't know. If, I kind of feel like John Lynch has done a pretty darn good job. I agree. Yeah. Because he, even with the Trey Lance mistake, he's like, okay, he covered for it well, okay. and he knew, realized he made it. One, he covered in on the back end with Purdy, but also he's like, okay, I made a mistake. Let me go get what I can get for him right now. Yeah, no, he did. He did wise. He got what a fourth round.